Will you put your hands together for the goodness of God? I did not finish. You may be seated. I did not finish. Did not finish uh, my last installment last Sunday. Um, my last installment was the wisdom of God. And I didn't finish it, and so I determined to finish it on this morning. The wisdom, our God is wisdom. His attribute of wisdom. And wisdom is having or showing good judgment from the strong concordance, having the power of discerning and judging correctly or of discriminating between what is true and what is false, between what is proper and what is false, between what is proper and what is improper, excuse me, um, the ability to apply spiritual truth to life circumstances. And God being God of wisdom, because I told you that when God introduces himself in Genesis 1, verse one in first four verses in the beginning, God. We're finally getting down to the final one, which is wisdom. The wisdom of God. God is a wise God. God never does anything without purpose attached to it. God never does anything that does not bring glory and honor to him. God's wisdom, as we said last week, is revealed in his doing the best thing, the best way, at the best time, for the best purpose. God's wisdom is revealed when he does that which constitutes an end to be achieved. It is also a step in a process. In other words, when God is doing something, he does things methodical, very methodical. It is a step in the, in, in the direction for which he's going to, to accomplish something. He begins, and he does it the best, the best thing. He does the best thing, that end, the thing which constitutes the end. He's going to do that because he has achievement in mind. He wants to achieve something. When God saved you, he had something on his mind. He is 
set to achieve something. He's not just doing stuff. God creates the heavens and the earth. He don't just do stuff. He's orderly. He's orderly. He first dispels the disorder. Hello? And then he arranges, God arranges everything in place. There's an arrangement in creation. The wisdom of God, he arranges everything. The fact that there's darkness and amen, before he can begin the process, he dispels the darkness. And the first thing he starts with and he says, and let there be light. He gets rid of the they get rid of the darkness that's in creation. Amen. Which seems to imply something happened to create the darkness because God, being who he is, does not create anything. Glory to God, disorderly. Something must have happened to put the world in chaos. Something has happened to put our lives in chaos. If your life is in chaos, it's not because God wanted it that way. Something happened in your life and you are now living a chaotic life. And what God has to do is to dispel the darkness. It begins with light. Jesus comes to set humanity back in place because darkness has filled the earth. When Jesus the God-man, the word made flesh, shows up, amen, and declares that I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. He begins to activate what it is that humanity needs. Man is in darkness because of sin. Hallelujah. Just like the world is in darkness because of some chaotic situation that happened. Glory to God. I won't get into all of the details of that because, amen, some of you may think that I'm kind of going over the edge. But I need you to know the world itself, earth itself is older than 7,000 years. That's for sure. That is for sure. It's definitely older than 7,000. Glory to God. So something had to happen to put or bring about chaos. And so when God, when we see the earth, amen, it is surrounded by water. And God starts separating the water. He separates all of this stuff. It is, and he brings order to his creation. In his wisdom, remember, he's doing the best thing. Glory to God. He does the best thing the best way. Ah, and he does it at the best time for the best purpose. Need you to understand that. And so we find that the best thing constitutes an end to be achieved. God, the thing that he's doing is to bring about an end that he has in mind. It's a step in the process that he's about to do something. And he does it the best way, which means... Anything is, which, which, means, which means this, that this is achieved 
by the means by which anything is reached, attained, or accomplished. That's the best way. The method or manner of doing something. God has a method and a manner. Now, it may not be consistent with what it is that you think you ought to do. But God has a method of doing things and he has a manner of doing things. And according to the book of Isaiah chapter 55, he says his ways are not, my ways are not your ways. Neither are my thoughts your thoughts. He said, but my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Somebody said, hallelujah. My ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. You, you can't think like me and I don't do things the way you would do them. God is a God of wisdom and his ways of doing things, glory to God, is, are infinite ways. Infinite. In other words, he's not limited. We are limited. We run out of ways. We run out of, we run out of methods. Hallelujah. You and I are limited as to what we can do. God is never limited as to what he can do. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts or my thoughts. But his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts, truly higher than our thoughts. And he, begins to, he began to show the differences that as far as the heavens are from the, from the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. God does things in a very, very, very... Uh, Unique way as pertains, pertains to creation, as it pertains to your life, as it pertains to my life. God has order in mind. He has stuff in mind that he's doing. And he has a step and a process to get there. So he starts with the best thing, the best way. And then he does it at the best time. He does it at the best time. What, what's time? What did this thing time? And we're not just talking about a clock. We're talking about that which, that which is suitable the suitable and proper and favorable and convenient moment. This is the time that God has so designated, glory to God, because if this thing has been sitting there for crea since creation, the earth has been sitting there since creation, and he only starts the separation when he's ready. Amen. He only starts the order when he's ready to inhabit the earth. When he's ready to put man here, glory to God, he does nothing, glory to God, until he's ready to put a man on the earth to till the earth, to keep the earth. Till he's ready to put a man on the earth, glory to God, to make sure everything is in order. He has to have somebody on earth that is accountable. A steward in the earth. God is not just going to create an earth and just have it hanging out in space. He creates an earth and then he puts somebody and gave somebody stewardship. Somebody that's going to watch over it. Somebody that's going to keep it. Humanity is supposed to do. That's why we can't just be killing stuff and messing up the earth because the earth is God's creation. We are to be stewards. Every generation is a steward of what God has created. Every generation is a steward, is a, should walk and, and operate in stewardship of this earth. Amen. We shouldn't be tearing up stuff. We should be holding stuff together. Glory to God. We shouldn't be destroying stuff. 
Amen. We should be recognized that every animal, every creature is a creation of God. And everything has a purpose. God, in his wisdom, waits for a specific time that he's going to have someone on the earth that is going to give account. And he creates a man, and he puts a man there, and then he gives man, and in his wisdom, he gives man a helper because he's going to need some help. This job, is too, this job is too big for just one person. The responsibility of the earth is too big for one person. He needs help. Somebody say hallelujah. It, it's blowing Adam's mind, and he's going to need some help. Not good for man to be alone. He can't handle all this by himself. At some point in time, he needs to be able to rest. He needs somewhere to lay his head. He needs somebody to rub his head. He needs somebody to tell him it's going to be all right. Somebody say hallelujah. So the best thing for Adam is a woman. Not a man. But a woman. Somebody said, hallelujah. I'm, the wisdom, talking about the wisdom of God. The best thing for a man is a, is a woman. Hallelujah. And at this time, the best way for it to take place is God's got to create a woman. He has to make one that is compatible to his human creature that he already has in the earth. And he has to start inside of Adam. Wisdom of God. He makes somebody that's a part of him. Glory to God. So the best, remember, the best thing God does, the best thing at the best, listen, the best way. So the best way is to get, make somebody like him. And Adam is naming all of the creatures on the earth, but none of them have his DNA. None of them have his intellect. None of them have his knowledge or his wisdom. Need you to understand that. Glory to God. All of you folks that's trying to make a monkey take the place of a human being. Amen. That ain't, that ain't working. It's a monkey. It is a monkey. It's an ape. It's a gorilla. It's a chimpanzee. It is not a human being. It ain't your baby putting diapers on him. I ain't no baby. It's a monkey. Glory to God. So the best way is to, again, go into man, take out a rib, glory to God, and then take and make this man of the same composition of this creature, the same composition as the, as the human man, that uh, the, the male that he's made. He's now making a female in a feminine way that's going to have the the ability to conceive, amen, or receive and conceive. To receive and conceive, and whether you like it or not, sisters, you're built to receive. And within your reception, you have the ability to conceive. That's the best way. That's the way God has intended for it to be. You are built to receive. God built you that way. Don't be mad at me. 
God made you to receive. You are receivers. Physically, mentally, you are receivers. It's God's best way. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory to God. He put seed in Adam. Put eggs in you. I have come to understand. <laughs> I have come to understand. Glory to God. My wife and I raised chicken. I come to understand a chicken will lay an egg whether you got a rooster or not. But what that egg will not do, it will not reproduce until there's a rooster, amen, introduced. Somebody say hallelujah. Got a lot of eggs, but ain't got no reproduction. There's no, there's no sperm, spermata. Got to be a man somewhere. I, I'm not arguing with your egg. I'm just letting you know you need some sperm. That's the best way. And he put it in a place. Ooh! He put it in a place. Amen. Glory to God. Oh, my God. Do I need to go there? Ooh! Glory to God. That's why you can't say I slipped and had sex. No, you can't slip and have sex. Everything is, amen, this, it's put it and located in a place where it takes some doing. You don't fall, you don't fall down and have this. There has to be a gift, Bishop. There's got to be a giving of oneself. That's the best way. And it has to be given, not taken. Not forced. Not manipulated. Somebody say hallelujah. Look at the wisdom of God. She's God's creation. Adam cannot go further. He can name stuff, but he can't, he can't produce nothing. He has all the potential in the world. But he has no way to manifest. There's no way he can make this happen. And God said it ain't good for him to be alone. He walking around with all this seed in him and he ain't got nowhere to plant it. He got, he got nowhere to plant this seed. It's not good for him to be alone. Oh, I know it sounds nasty, but I need you to understand. It ain't good for man to be alone. And I like it because God didn't make another one like him. Somebody said hallelujah. He didn't make another human being like Adam. He made one, glory to God, that would be compatible to Adam. Oh, yeah. Made a woman and brought her to him. We seem to have gotten smarter than God. Listen, God knew what he was doing when he made you. Ran, had all these dreams and all of them, all of that sperm, but he got no way to make it happen. He had no way to make it happen. If you don't come along, glory to God, he dies with all that in him. He dies, amen, and he lives out in the grave. He died and lay in a graveyard full of potential, but he has no way of bringing it to pass except he connects Glory to God with someone that's going to love him enough, someone that he's going to show enough love to that, and show enough respect to that will allow him to share her body. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, somebody. 
Glory to God. You don't share your body with a fool. You want to make sure, amen, they're worthy of it. That's why some of y'all giving yourself up. Stop giving it away. Somehow say hallelujah. Glory to God. And he gives, and he brings this woman to this man, the wisdom of God. He's a giving of his bride to his son. He brings his daughter in this because they're both created. This is okay. They're both created. And he gives his daughter, God, God himself ushers his creation to his other creation. And he says, amen. Glory to God. Adam sees her and said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. But she's different. She shall be called woman. Somebody say hallelujah. She's more tapered. She's not just fine. She's refined. Yes, she's refined. Big brother, she's refined. Adam says she's, and he notices her. Amen. When she steps in, wherever God brings her from, he notices her because the conversation changes and he starts talking about this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And he said, I'm going to name her woman. I'm going to name her woman because remember, he's the one that's naming everything in creation. God didn't name it. God said, God let him call her woman. He was waiting on her because he didn't know what he was looking for. But he was so happy when she showed up. He was happy with her. She shall be called woman. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She made like me, but she ain't made like me. Glory to God. She's more finer, more refined. Amen. She's more tapered. Glory to God. Hallelujah, son. Amen. I'm telling you right now. Amen. She's, she's different. Glory to God. She walks a little different from me. She, I can tell the difference between her when she turned her back. And, I, and maybe I, he didn't have no mirror back in the day, I don't guess. But he knew that there was something. It, it excited. Oh, come on, somebody. Ought to be something about the female structure. Glory to God that you notice. Yes, sir. If you're a man. I'm sorry. Oh, you a nasty preacher. Okay. Well, I'm nasty with the Bible. We and God both nasty then. And he said, this is not bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. Then God said, up, 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 before you touch her, amen. Glory to God for this call shall a man leave father and mother. Let me fix, fix this before you go, amen, and do something that's going to mess your whole life up. Before you put your sex drive in gear. Let me marry y'all. First thing first. You already proved that you can name stuff. You already proved, amen, that you can take care of a garden. Now let me, let me, glory to God, let me put this thing in order. Don't, listen, some of you are putting your sex drive in gear too early. 
The wisdom of God said, wait, 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 Adam. That looked like it kind of seemed like Adam was raring to go. And God said, hold it. For this cause shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife. And they too shall be one flesh. Glory to God. The law, there were certain laws that went into effect. The law of cleaving goes into effect. And then the law of union when they become one. The law of cleaving, for this call, shall a man leave father and mother and cleave to his wife. The law of cleaving comes into effect. And they too shall be one flesh. The law of union comes into effect. They're no longer, in, they're no longer divided. The two become one. The two become one. That's some crazy math, ain't it? That's some crazy math. That goes against anything we've ever learned in school. Two and two is one. How two? How can two? God, God rearranged the math. He rearranged the math. Two plus one plus one is one. Goes against everything I was learning in, 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 in my first day in school. One plus one. If I would say I said that, that my lady would whip me. How much is that, Robert? That's one. Oh, no. But I'm using God's math. I'm using the math of God, the wisdom of God. One plus one equals one. That's the wisdom of God. The one whole, one whole person. God don't join half folks together. That's God don't join 50% of nothing. Say so you're 50 plus, 50%, 50. If all you're going to give in a relationship, stay out of it. God don't want you half or nothing. Your 50% plus my 50%. No, 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 no. God, you either 100% in and stay 100% in or you stay out of it. Because God deals God deals with wholeness, whole people. That's why it's important that we be complete, that we be whole, that we're not fragmented, we're not broken, we're not scattered all over the place, that our lives are sound. Mm. You're not nursing some bad relationship, some hurt from your past. Oh, God. Are y'all listening to me? I'm scared. Stay out of it. Okay, still talking about the wisdom of God, and I'm here to bring this in because I'm losing some of you, and I don't want to lose you. Look what it says. So the best thing that constitutes an end to be achieved, the best way, amen, means by which anything is reached and attained. This is how God is going to accomplish it. God, God wants to fill the earth with sons and daughters. Amen. He, he wants to fill the earth. Listen, the earth was created to be inhabited. Somebody said, hallelujah. The earth was created to be inhabited, baby. And I need you to understand, God has a way of inhabiting the earth. And it starts with a man and a woman. Glory to God, coming together in a physical way, in marriage, hopefully. That's right. Glory to God, I got my great-grandson over there looking at me. Yes, that's right. And it's amazing to me. Y'all looking at me mighty strange. It's amazing to me that when a baby is created, the testicles are still up in his body. 
They don't come down, amen, until he matures. He starts to mature. Which means you ain't got no business trying to make no baby while you're a baby. God Almighty, help me, Jesus. They are still up in, and amen, and you wouldn't know it, amen. They're kind of up in the body, and so they, they, drop, they drop down at a particular time as you move into puberty. Somebody say hallelujah. Amen. The, the young girls do not come into puberty to a certain age. Amen. The age in which they can conceive. But that don't mean that although they may be physically, amen, prepared, they're not mentally ready. Somebody say hallelujah. Maturity is not just the physical. Maturity has to do with the fact that you are f- mentally sound. Some of you can't handle a baby doll, let alone a baby. Oh, God. God of wisdom. He says, this is, for this cause shall a man leave father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. Certain laws go into effect. Glory to God. Amen. Listen, let me tell you something. I don't believe that Adam and Eve start having consensual relations, sexual relationship after the fall. I believe, amen, glory to God, that moment, because it's not a marriage until it's consummated. Somewhere, the Bible has it, but somewhere, somewhere, somewhere they came together. There's a consummation of that relationship. We see, amen, we see them children being conceived, amen, in chapter 4, glory to God. But I believe, I believe that if, when, when he took her, this is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Amen, I believe he was ready. Glory to God. Don't fulfill all my weeks. I don't work hard. Amen. <laughs> God, let me get out of here before y'all run me away from here. So the best thing, the best way at the best time, at a proper time, and when he only gives him a help meet when he has proven himself. This is the best time. He's proven himself. He's, he's, he, he names all the animals, and we see him naming and arranging and all of this stuff. And, and then God comes down because first God says it's not good that he should be alone. And then he brings all these animals in front of him, and he names them and names these studies, and he names. And then he brings, he puts them to sleep. He puts man to sleep. And he takes out of him, listen, God takes out of him a part of what he needs. He didn't take him out of his foot. He takes him out of his side. Glory to God to be nurturing, to be for him to care about her, to be a part of his life. Amen. Not walking behind him, but walking beside him. Somebody say hallelujah. Okay. They're talking about wisdom because some of you, some of us think we know better than God. This world now seems to think it knows better than God. And then remember, God does the best thing. And he does the best thing the, listen, the best way. 
and he does it at the best time, listen, for the best purpose. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God. God has purpose in mind because he's a God of wisdom. God wants to fill the earth with sons and daughters. He wants to fill the earth with those, amen, that's like him, that's going to serve him, that's going to walk beside him, that walk with him, that's going to talk with him, that's going to communicate, that's going to minister to him. Oh, come on, somebody. And I need you to understand that. Just because we messed it up don't mean that we had the right pattern. We messed it up. I did. I messed it up. Let me, let me bring this to an end. Because I need you to understand that God has, he's been a God of wisdom. He's been a God of wisdom. So Adam says something. And let's go to that Genesis chapter, chapter 2, if you will. Glory to God. And the Lord God, verse 21, 2 and 21, the Lord God uh, caused a sleep, a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. First, anesthesia. First, anesthetic move. God puts him in a deep sleep. Any of y'all ever had surgery? Can't remember a thing about the surgery, can you? Glory to God. God puts him to sleep. Takes him out of, out of, out of what he's, what he's normally would be doing, and put him in a deep sleep. That's what anesthesia does to you. Put you in a deep sleep. And and I have tried to stay awake when the anesthesiologist, the whatever that man is, anesthesiologist, whatever, come in, and he tells me, Mr. Roundtree, I'm going to put you to sleep, and then we're going to, you know, and I'm saying to myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this. I ain't going, I ain't going to sleep. So I'm gonna count. I'm going to count, and I'm sitting there. I'm counting with him. I'm watching. I'm watching you. I'm watching. He's counting three, two, and then I'll be waking up. What the world happened? Amen. It lost me at two. Because I'm going to see this. I'm going to see this. I don't believe they can put me to sleep like that. I'm going to see this. And they wake me up and they say, we're finished. What do you mean you're finished? I just close my eyes. Adam, I believe he had that experience. He wakes up. He just closed his eyes and that God has done a work. God has done a work. God has done a work while he was asleep. God, amazing. And then, not only has he done the work, he's prepared her. Got her, I don't know if she didn't need no wedding dress. They came, brought her naked. <laughs> no clothes, no nothing. Ain't got nothing to hide because we ain't, we ain't going to be touching, feeling, or nothing like that. Amen, until we get you married. Simply, I need you to know what you're getting. Ain't nothing hid and there's no shame. There is no shame. Adam is standing there naked. She's standing there naked and there is no shame. Hallelujah. 
I talk about some of this in marriage enrichment. I can't talk about some of this stuff right here. What I believe. I better not say that in here. Listen. Let me close this. In creation, history, human lives, redemption, and Christ, his divine wisdom is revealed in creation. That's history, human lives, redemption, and Christ. In Christ, his divine wisdom is revealed. Human Human beings lacking wisdom can claim God's wisdom simply by asking. Anybody in here that don't have any can ask him for it. You can claim that wisdom just by asking. Hello, somebody. Anybody here need wisdom? But why are we always asking for stuff? Seldom do we ask for wisdom. We ask for more things and stuff. But we seldom ask for wisdom to live this life. All of us need wisdom. Hello. Adam needed wisdom. Because just as much as he needed wisdom to name all of those animals, he needed even greater wisdom to lead this creature that God gave him. That was his equal, his helpmeet. He needed wisdom for that. Hello, anybody that's entering into a marital relationship and don't have any wisdom, in my opinion, is doomed to fail. In my opinion, you are doomed to fail. I don't believe marriage is for fools. I don't believe that. I believe we need wisdom and we need a lot of it. And so one of the things, amen, that I teach our couples, pray for wisdom. Am I right, Jones, Mr. Jones? I told them pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. Ask God for wisdom. Am I right, Mrs. Jones? Where y'all at anyway? What happened to Tiki? You lost. Oh, there you. I asked y'all to pray for wisdom. I say, ask God for wisdom. Then I tell y'all that. Amen. He ain't, he ain't never been married before. He needed wisdom. She ain't never been married before. He needed. She needed wisdom. Hallelujah. And God has an abundant supply. Matter of fact, it's one of the things that God has so much of. He said, you can ask me for it. And he said, I'm not going to get mad with you. He said, you can ask me for a lot of wisdom. Any man, he said, any man, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. He said, I give it to you liberally. I give you a lot of it. I want to give some wisdom. But you got to ask me for it. Hallelujah. You need wisdom. I need wisdom to know how to go out and come in and behave myself in a way that brings glory to God. I'm, and I want you to understand this here. Believers, understand, believers' understanding of God continues to increase throughout their earthly pilgrimage. As long as we are living on this earth, we are learning about God. We're going to continue to learn about God. And and, and, and it will finally be complete at some point in time throughout eternity. And I believe with all my heart, I believe that there will be a continual learning of God while we are in eternity. We're going to know him. We're going to grow in our knowledge of God. Hello. And our wisdom. 
Anybody that don't have wisdom, you need to ask God. Please, God, grant me wisdom. Some of us need wisdom to work. We need wisdom when we're on our job. We need wisdom when we're dealing with people. If you're in a position of authority, you need wisdom to know how to deal with folk. If you are a parent, you need wisdom to know how to, how to, how to lead and take care of your children. If you're a husband, you need wisdom to know how to take care of a wife. If you're a wife, you need wisdom to know how to handle and minister to a husband. If you are lacking in this area, I must tell you, God has an abundant supply. He will give you a lot of it. And if you're a preacher like me, you need wisdom to know when to close. And I'm closing. Come on, give God praise, somebody. You need wisdom to know when to hush. I'm hushing. Somebody say hallelujah. Glory to God.